Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and... Go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Ian, the Broncos did exactly what they were supposed to do. Uh, We both predicted it. I think a lot of people were predicting it, but they came out of the first three weeks of the season with a 3-0 record, which, yes, it was expected, but also it feels really good, like you said before we started recording, to have kind of a boring uh, blowout win that we didn't really have to pay too much attention to to know what the outcome was going to be. Exactly. And now that they're in this position – and they've gotten that winning feeling back when they head into the crux of their schedule now when it starts next week against the Baltimore Ravens they they know what it takes now they they have confidence they have belief and we'll get it, we'll get into that more uh, later in the week but but for now you're right they did exactly what they needed to do i mean there is talk that hopefully they go 2 and 1 i mean that was the talk going into the season just because two games on the road both home openers for both the Giants and the Jaguars. You never know what's going to happen. And the fact that they have taken care of business and done what they were supposed to do. They didn't make the schedule. You can only, as cliche as it is, you can only play the teams that are in front of you. And the fact that they have taken care of business and played as well as they have 
that gives you confidence and hope heading into Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and the also undefeated Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that is the thing that as we went into watching this game against the Jets, and if you don't know the score, it was 26 to nothing Broncos. It was legitimately a blowout. There was never really a moment, unlike against the Jaguars, where was that? there was that uh-oh moment uh, very early in the game when the Jaguars drove down the field and, and scored uh, pretty quickly on their first drive. There was never a moment like that. Yes, they went out and they punted right away with their first possession, but then the defense did exactly what they were supposed to do, and they held the Jets to a punt. And then the Broncos went out and scored a touchdown on a nice, long 11-play drive that ended up with a Javante Williams touchdown. It was great. It was a really nice uh, first way to score and you just kind of could tell from that point moving forward this wasn't going to be a contest this wasn't going to be a game where you were biting your fingernails it wasn't going to be worrisome and you could just kind of sit back relax and enjoy watching the Denver Broncos and and we keep saying it because it's it's true it's nice to be at that point where we can sit back and watch the Denver Broncos and they did some really good things in this game and that's all well and good, but the the one thing that I think is really important is, and we talked about it heading into this particular matchup, they didn't look past the Jets. You, you just mentioned a very tough stretch of football, noting that they've got the Ravens, who are a good football team, even though they've had some struggles, and they had to have a miracle last-second uh, yippee-ki-yay-Justin-Tucker field goal uh, from 66 yards out, which is insane, uh, to win the game against the Detroit Lions. Maybe that gives you some confidence. I don't know. Uh, to me, it just tells me that – they had a rough. Uh, they had a rough game. Then they they play the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers. I don't really know what the Steelers are. And then they're going to play the Raiders. But if you're the Denver Broncos and you're looking at that stretch of games and you're looking at the Jets, it's incredibly possible to go. We've got this one. Let's start thinking about the next one. And they didn't do that. And uh, like you said, we'll talk more about the the stretch of games coming up later in the week. But the fact that they came out and they were. 100% into the game in front of them and in the moment, right? It's, some, it's something that's very difficult to do just in life in general is be in the moment. They were in the moment in this game. They they wanted to win this game, and I think they actually wanted to win in a blowout fashion. They wanted to put up a bunch of points. They wanted to shut down the Jets' offense. They And, and I know you always want to do that. Like I think that that's sort of a silly thing to say here, but there was, I believe, extra motivation not just to show that they're a good team, but to show that they can be dominant against bad teams. And you know the Jets are a bad team, and they went out and they dominated a bad team. And I think that speaks to coaching and leadership. They have the leaders now to tell them, don't get too high with the wins and don't get too low with the losses. And I think that's what Peyton Manning did so well, is he kept everybody even keeled. And I think that's what Teddy Bridgewater, Von Miller, Justin Simmons, Shelby Harris, some of these veteran players know what it takes. And now that, as I said at the top, that they have this confidence and belief in themselves, they can go out and play their game and know that if they do it, they'll win the game. And that's all you want as a team to have that confidence and that belief in yourself. And I, I know we've talked about having competent quarterback play, but we saw it again from Teddy Bridgewater. He didn't do more than he needed to do. And I think that's all you want to ask as your quarterback. No, he didn't have any spectacular plays. He didn't have any touchdowns, but he still averaged 9.4 yards per completion. He still 
had no sacks. He still completed 19 of 25 passes. And he made the throws that he needed to make. There are a couple of throws, both of which I think were to Tim Patrick, and then another one to Cortland Sutton, that were just beautiful throws. And the fact that he's taking care of the ball gives the rest of the offense and gives the the defense belief. Because if they don't turn the ball over with this defense and they score points, they're going to win. Because it is hard to to move the ball against this defense. And you're... you allow Von Miller and Malik Reed in that pass rush to get after the quarterback when you play with a lead. Yeah, and, and we actually saw that today uh, in in the form of poor Zach Wilson being just harassed up and down the field. And, and I'm going to say, actually, I don't I don't think he played as bad as his stat line probably says he played. Uh, he had some some balls go off of some re- receivers' hands and things like that. But he also found himself on the bottom of a few piles. Uh, Von Miller had a sack. Uh, A.J. Johnson's sack was uh, was just cruel. <laughs> he just came flying through and took him down. I mean, it was it was one of those things where, you, I, quite honestly, this is the first time I've ever really paid attention to Zach Wilson playing football. He looked like a guy who could play football. He looked like a, a, someone who can grow into being a competent quarterback in the NFL. But he also looked like a rookie, and he looked like a guy who, uh, as the as the game started to close in on him, you could see him start to become that rookie quarterback after a a little while. And that's because the defense did what the defense has been doing for the last couple of seasons, really. And that's make life difficult for the opposing offense. And I mean, you brought up Justin Simmons, for example, Justin Simmons had an okay day, right? I I wouldn't say he had a great game. I think he had one tackle uh, and one assist and something like that, but he also had the interception. And he's also captaining this defense in a way that uh, has them playing well. I mentioned A.J. Johnson. A.J. Johnson had five tackles with two sacks. I mean, what an incredible game he had, right? Uh, You know, Von Miller got another sack, like you said. The defense gets after opponents in a way that uh, allows the offense as well to play off of that, right? It's, It's one of those things where we've talked about for years now the need for complementary football the need for the offense and the defense to work together in a way that when the defense plays well, the offense has to capitalize. And if the offense capitalizes, then the defense has to do its job so that the other team can't get back in the game. And that's what you saw with this game. The Jets were never able to get back into the game. Once the defense handed them the opportunity to take the lead with that punt in the first quarter, and they and they and it wasn't, wasn't like they handed them the great field position, but they kept the Jets from moving the football. Once they handed them the opportunity to go and score again, the offense did what they were supposed to do. They went down and they scored a touchdown, and then that was it. That was the game right there. And when the Broncos play like that, when the defense is is on its game and is preventing the other team's offense from moving the football, and the offense doesn't turn the football over, like you said, they are going to be a tough out. They are going to be a difficult team to face for any team in the NFL. I'm not predicting a you know an undefeated season the rest of the way because I think that would be silly, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shy away from the fact that I still have them winning anywhere from eight to ten games. That's still my number. That hasn't shifted just because they went three and zero. But I'm more confident in the fact that they might be on that ten side of things versus that eight side of things because of what I've seen from them and the way that the offense and the defense look like they are playing together. It doesn't look like the defense is out there going, help us out. 
save us. Stop throwing interceptions. It doesn't look like the defense is, is exasperated and just worn down. It looks like they are working together and they are a team that is able to complement each other. As we have said for years now, we've been waiting for. Maybe that's where we are now. Maybe they found it. And the other way that it was complimentary on Sunday is the special teams didn't have any big F-ups, which I think is a major win as long as Tom McMahon is the special teams coordinator. So the fact that special teams didn't find a way to screw up this game for the Broncos is a good sign because that will give the rest of that unit confidence. Because I've been impressed with the way Sam Martin has punted this year. Brandon McManus remains perfect on the year for both field goals and extra points, which is now the curse. But hopefully it Oops. sticks. But you mentioned all the guys who had great days defensively. Tim Patrick had a hell of a game for the Broncos. Five catches for 98 yards. Average 19.6 per catch. That That's incredible. And that I, last I think we're catch, starting to jump in. That last catch that he made on that last throw that resulted in the Javante Williams fumble. What a catch. What a catch. Sorry, absolutely. I mean to cut you off. And, but and what a throw. What a absolutely. Yes. So I, I think we're seeing the makings of what this offense can look like. It wasn't perfect. I, you you want to see them score touchdowns both times they're inside the five-yard line instead of fumbling and uh, kicking a field goal. So you would like to see them score touchdowns in those situations, but that's a, that's a teachable moment for Pat Shermer and the rest of this offense to go back to Teddy Bridgewater, have them look at the film and say, this is what we need to do. And I we I I think it was in Slack where you said that they got too cute. Yeah, I didn't like the, the, uh, the first that first field goal. When it was it the uh, was like a, almost like they tried to run like an end around or something. It was or you know one of those stupid like hand the ball off to the to a receiver running. Why why just just throw the football or run the? I was I don't like the cuteness when you're when you're kicking a team's ass. Yeah, and, and that makes sense. But that's a teachable moment, hopefully, for Pat Shermer and, and Mike Shula. But we can see what this offense is going to look like because it's able to run the football. It got over 121 yards rushing again. It ate time of possession. They were over 35 minutes. And when you're in the Mile High City and you're forcing a defense to stay on the field that long, it's hard for a defense to be effective. And that's how you beat the Baltimore Ravens. You want that defense. You want Calais Campbell and that interior of the Baltimore Ravens to be on the field for a long time because they are going to get winded and tired, especially if the Broncos are effectively running the football. That's what happened against the Jets because the Jets have a, a very good defensive front. We saw how good Quinnen Williams is. So the fact that they were on the field that long played a huge role in why the Broncos were able to dominate the way they were. This is, we talked about those first three games. This has laid the foundation. They have the foundation in place now. They started 3-0. and Now they can start to build on. Now they can start to, to go extravagant and start to do things that people didn't think possible now. And I, it's all because of these first three games. Absolutely. The, the one thing, and I will say, and you know, it's, it isn't all candy canes and rainbows, and we do have to make mention of a couple of things. Uh, first thing I'm going to talk about is, is the penalties. Um, I didn't like the number of penalties. I think they went into the game having committed just four penalties on offense, if I'm not mistaken. I think we're, I saw that stat, and they, they left that game with, I think, nine, which means they had more penalties in this one game uh, than they had the entire rest of the season. I know it was only two weeks, but 
you you can't play sloppy. I will say there was some some moments of, of sloppiness. Maybe uh, guys getting a little bit complacent. Noah Fant had a couple of penalties. It was like Noah Fant just couldn't quite get himself into the game. So penalties, That's three to, penalties. I yeah, think three penalties yeah. on so Noah Fant. He, is bad. he definitely needs to be better. Yeah, and and he will be. I don't I don't th- like I don't look at that and go, oh, that's the type of player he is. I, I look at that and go, there there's a thing that needs to be addressed, and they'll address it, and and it'll get fixed. If it if it isn't addressed and it isn't fixed in the next game, then we'll we'll probably have some issues with that, and there will be some some crying about how that needs to be fixed. The other thing that happened though, and the other the other side of that, you know, penalties are penalties, and that's going to happen, I suppose. But the injuries, the injuries continue to mount, and. Uh, the, the KJ Hamler one, I think is the, the most serious. That's the one that, uh, I thought it was interesting. The broadcast, they wouldn't even show it again. They said, we're not going to show that again. Uh, but then all reports were that it was just a strain. I said to you, that must've been one heck of a strain. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't show it to us. It strained his leg right off kind of thing. But hopefully it, in terms of injuries, hopefully this is the new practice because anyone who has seen or was around for the Joe Theismann, Lawrence Taylor hit like Monday night football, just put it on a loop. Like they're just like, oh, you haven't seen it enough. You're not sick enough. Here, we're gonna play it about fifty more times. Just... Here, here's another <laughs> angle. Here, let's put the sound on so you can hear his legs snap again. And yeah, and you know this about me, and I know it's it's not okay. And I I try not to to be too crazy with it. But I kind of like I I will watch those videos because I find it fascinating the way that the body will bend and break in different ways. And so I'm not as grossed out by it as some people. So I don't go searching it out. Like I certainly didn't jump on my phone and try and Google it up because I didn't care that much. And I was more concerned about KJ Hamler's health. But if I see a play like that, I'm not one of those people that goes, Oh, I don't want to see that again. I'm kind of one of those people that goes, wait, let me see that one more time. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. And then I'm, and then I'm good. But uh, you know, that's just, that's my own little issue that I have that I'm sure people will think is, is strange and not okay. And you're probably right about that, but you're right. It was the nice that they just that didn't comes show to it mind, the, the injury that comes to mind recently is the grotesque Chris Weidman injury where it was like he broke his leg twice yes. in one kick. It was crazy. It like snapped and then snapped. That was It was like his, if you bend your elbow and then your wrist, like if you do like this motion, that's what it looked like. I watched, I did, I watched that on a loop a few times because I was just, because the, the skin starts to look like rubber. The other one that stands out to me that I think is, it doesn't get enough attention is the Tony Finau dislocated ankle uh, a couple of years ago at the Masters par three when he hits a hole in one and he goes running down the the fairway or running down the hole to where his ball is supposed to be, twists his ankle in a way that it dislocates and then he just very gingerly popped it back into place and kind of kept going like nothing happened. That That's that hardcore. One is, that one, that's a golfer. Like, what? I'd have, I'd have died right there. Like I fully am aware of the fact that I wouldn't have been able to survive that, but just to get back to maybe being a little more serious about the situation, uh, we will obviously get more reports when they come out about KJ Hamler's injury. Um, sounds like it's a knee. Uh, I don't want to speculate on what it could be. I mean, it, it could be a lot of different things, so it's sort of not my place, but it does sound like it's a knee and it does sound like it's going to be something that keeps him out for a little while. And then there's also Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow, who both went out with injuries. And the last thing you want to see is injuries on the offensive line. I I think they talked about it on the broadcast uh, on CBS, and Jay Feely mentioned it, that the good news is that, that they have the guys, the depth to withstand some of these injuries. But at some point, you want the injuries to stop, but there's really nothing you can do about it, especially in the middle of a game. 
So I, I wonder how much of it was precaution. As I said to you before we started recording, I wonder how much of it with Reisner and, and Glasgow was just precautionary just because they they knew they were beating the Jets, so there was no risk to send them back out there. Hopefully that's the case. We'll, as you said, we'll hear more from Fangio as the week goes on. But with when you're already down Josie Jewell, you're already down Bradley Chubb, Ronald Darby, Jerry Judy, now you're out. Uh, KJ Hamler, Josie Jewell is out as well. Yeah, it's fun. I want to throw Josie so Jewell in it, there. It, receiver wise, the depth is the receiver wise. Receivers they're already tested a little bit with with Judy now Hamler being out. So hopefully that they the injuries start to to go on the other side now. Like they've gotten the injury bug taken care of. So hopefully they can swing back the other way. Yeah, and it did appear, and this is just my thought on it, it appeared at the end of the game that they had pulled pretty much everybody. If you look at the the, – the reason I say that, if you look at the celebration on the Caden Stearns uh, interception, everybody that was in the end zone uh, celebrating was somebody who had their helmet off and wasn't in the game anymore. Like I remember just like Patrick Sertan, Sertan, Sertan looked, like he, <laughs> looked like he'd been just like hanging out for a while. He clearly wasn't in the game anymore. <laughs> so to me, it was like, all right, they've, they've definitely pulled up, you know what I'm saying? And, and decided that it's time to, to be done. Uh, but you know, it was, it was nice to see him get that interception. It was a four, what was a 46 yard return on that. I, I thought, I thought I, on both his and, and Simmons interceptions, I thought we were getting our defensive touchdown. We've been asking for it since the start of the season. I, I think it's coming. I don't know. But uh, it was almost there. It was nice to see Stearns get an interception. That was that was pretty cool. Good for him. It was. But I think you'll agree with this. The the best thing coming out of Sunday is the Broncos are three and zero. They have confidence. They have belief. And now they can gear up for what will be the first biggest test of the season, and that's Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.